Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Thought Architecture, where we try and bring information to you in a very sequenced and layered way, showing you the ways to make sense of the world. Ha <laughs> ha. So today is the uh, the double click as promised on one of the the previous topics covered. So if you want to check that out, that's the Frankenstein and personal growth model. And so today we're going into a deep dive or a double click into uh, the Frankenstein model. Okay, so what is the Frankenstein model? So the Frankenstein model is just an easy way to kind of comprehend this idea of systems or parts to a whole that actually contribute to a problem. Okay, very simple problem that this addresses is the issue of cause and effect. Whenever we see something, we, we like to try and rationalize it and understand it. Why did this happen? Well, because of this. Or what will happen if I do this? Well, that will happen. And actually, it's life, as I'm sure you're aware, is not as straightforward as this, where it's not just this A, then B. If A, then B. Okay, well, if B, then C. It doesn't work like this. So a model to kind of contribute to your understanding, your perception, your ability to, to get better at that, uh, ad, uh, adapting to this uh, type of situation, to raise awareness to this type of situation, is going to be the Frankenstein model, which is based on the idea of systems thinking, okay? Which, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit tired of hearing it in the space. I'm glad that it's getting a lot of attention. I am very happy about this. But people like to take systems thinking and systems theories and kind of put them into boxes of like a system is this, a system is that, a system is this, a system is that. And they kind of they in my opinion, they a lot of the time they miss the essence of systems thinking because you know they're still beginning to understand it themselves. They're still beginning to apply it themselves, but because of the platform they're trying to uh they're trying very hard to communicate the idea to their, um, you know, to their audience. So the result of this, of course, is that it comes back down to the complexity of the model, okay? And a complex model doesn't need to be a difficult model to understand. It's just got a lot of moving parts, and that's where we come up with the Frankenstein idea. So to double-click on the Frankenstein model is the idea of last episode. We talked about trauma, like what is creating trauma in your life? And a lot of this, the Frankenstein model is like, don't look at one thing and say, it's that monster, that one over there. But that monster that you're trying to point out is actually made up of all these little parts. And all of those parts create a response in you. So each one of those is an aspect of the system, okay, that you didn't really care about. But it, it, it was just another straw on the camel's back, another piece of straw. So the very simple point is it can be easier to think about this systems theory as like a recipe, uh, a meal, preparation of a meal. Okay, so, okay, you've got trauma, you've got a prepared dish. How did you get that trauma? Well, you know, we added this ingredient, we added it at this time in our life, and then we, we let it, uh, you know, bake or simmer or stew or whatever it is for this period of time, and then we added this ingredient and we get this out. And I love the metaphor of cooking because it actually encompasses so much about systems. You want to start a business. Cool. What do you need to prepare beforehand? What do you need to pre-chop? What, what ingredients do you need to make sure that you've got so that you don't have to rush out to the store and buy it or not include it in your recipe? 
so that it's not there and you know there's actually a difference in taste in the product the final product the result and so we can think about systems in these kind of ways what are multiple things that interact together in different ratios what are multiple things that interact together and require a different sequence you know do you add salt during the cooking or is it better to add salt at the end and from my understanding it's much better to add salt at the end but I'm not a professional chef so feel free to correct me but uh, the idea is that people can season something to their taste afterwards but some things actually taste better with the seasoning before for example like seasoning something with onion or garlic powder um, you know while you're cooking it or before you cook it is actually better for it because the flavor cooks through or marinating something for 24 hours before allowing that you know that sauce to kind of seep into whatever it is that you've marinated um, will allow it to actually have a better flavor and will change the final product so all of these aspects we can take on a very abstract level and think about it with regard to your trauma you can think about it with res regards to your work, your your health goals, your fitness as well. You know, fitness is not one thing. It's not, oh, I need to go to the gym. It is multiple decisions that all influence each other. Like your emotions will influence how much cortisol is in your blood. How much cortisol is in your blood will tell you how you respond um, to sugar. You know, if you're eating a piece of chocolate and you're stressed and you haven't had sleep, well then that response is going to be higher it's not just to avoid chocolate it's making decisions uh, knowing having knowledge of what's going to influence that so if you um, if you've had great sleep good exercise etc and then you eat a bar, bar of sugar you're not going to have the same response as if you have terrible sleep you have no exercise your body's not used to exercising and then you eat a bar of sugar you're going to see two very different responses so systems theory is all about this. So the double click on the Frankenstein model is just a way to kind of say, well, I see one thing. Well, actually, there's not just one thing there. There are multiple things there, all stitched together in this present situation to present itself as one singular problem. The, but the more you look at it individually, you know, each piece, and you kind of zoom in and you, and you say, stop stop chasing me let me zoom in let me take a look at the hand oh the hand is from someone who worked with uh, steel see these calluses here or whatever the case may be oh the arm the arm was from a, a climber you can see the, the strong forearms oh yeah they're developed whereas the 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 arm on the other side the forearm on the other side um, is underdeveloped so this is from a person who did this or like oh the fingernails are painted this this hand is from someone who you know enjoyed getting manicures and pedicures or whatever the case may be to be able to go in and label and identify each part of that major problem it reduces how much overwhelm we feel even though we are going into more complicated territory we are not overwhelmed by the problem we're taking it apart one piece at a time we're dissolving each part one piece at a time identifying it first and then going through our problem-solving kind of spectrum or grid, if you will. There's decision-making matrices that you can use as well, like how can I just move through this problem now versus how can I move through it uh, in total later without having to, to do maximum workload, like what's my minimum workload that I can do to actually achieve success in this? Is that a short-term solution or a long-term solution? So the Frankenstein model 
works like that. Okay, so now let's take let's take a look at this as well and let's apply it to a couple of different areas in our lives. So the double click on this is very simple. Okay, so for most people, um, what do you want to achieve in life? What is your vision in life? What what is your goals, your successes, your long-term strategies? What do you want to die having accomplished? So if you look at that, fine, that's one question, but that Frankenstein's monster has got several things in it. And so in a previous podcast, I talked about the art of balancing yourself and finding all the harmonies within you. So your success and your goals in life are probably going to be a harmony of things. So I actually defined 10 things with a friend of mine. And again, each one of these 10 things could be separated into probably 10 things as well. So movement, stillness, sleep, nutrition, breath work. Those are your five physical. Then you've got three that are going to be, let's say, internal, which is your uh, emotional, your social, and your cognitive. And then there's another two, which is like bigger picture ones, which I define as sovereignty and legacy. So if you want to hear me talk about the first eight, go to the uh, two podcasts ago. I did the art of balancing yourself. Um, but the last two, sovereignty and legacy. Sovereignty is your perception of are you um, independent or responsible for yourself? Do you depend on things? And a lot of this is perception. You know, if you feel like, well, I can go to a gym anywhere in the world. I have sovereignty. I can choose when I want to exercise. I, I'm not forced into anything. That's great. You can govern yourself, basically, when it comes to exercise. And you are the one who creates um, that perception of sovereignty. For me, I like to be able to exercise without a gym. And so the knowledge of bare minimalist kind of bodyweight training allows me to have that feeling of sovereignty as well. That feeling of sovereignty will then ripple into my well-being in other places. So that feeling of sovereignty will also then be part of my vision for my life. So again, how do I want to achieve that sovereignty? Where does it come up for me? Where does sovereignty come up as a, as a place that matters to me? Legacy, that's a little bit easier. When you die, what do you want to leave behind? What do you want to pass on? You want to pass the torch to someone? You want people to say nice things about you? What does legacy look like for you? And so literally the idea of legacy for me is about leaving the world a better place. Um, you know, people speak uh, kindly about you, and even if even if I rub them the wrong way, they can still say, you know, what he was he was a bad person, but, and then you know, what what value did did I provide? You know, even if we completely disagreed, they can still see the value that was there. So legacy, um, you know, leaving things behind. And what's your vision for life? So your five primary ones. Well, I want to be fit my whole life. I don't want to suffer from illness my whole life, etc. Um, what kind of goals do you want to achieve financially? I would put in finances under sovereignty. You know, because some people want to achieve great financial goals. Other people, no. It's enough money to govern themselves, be responsible, and just do the things that they want to do. And that is finances under the banner of sovereignty so answering those questions like what what's your vision for life you know and then looking at all of the pieces that are part of the system that will feed into your 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 answer you know well i want to live well what is living well for you let's break it apart let's see the system that's at work here 
what's stopping you from living well right now what's stopping you from these things right now could be legitimate i'm not trying to be rhetorical or smart ass or anything like that but more to the point it's just this idea of break it apart and examine what is take an inventory of what is don't assume anything nothing is sacred absolutely nothing is sacred pull it apart address it shake the tree you see what comes down you know um test test the the structure and see how solid the structure is if you can shake it if you're scared to shake it because it'll fall apart it's clearly not that strong might need some reinforcement or completely tearing it down and building a new structure and that's what thought architecture is all about you know how solid is your thought architecture how solidly do you understand something it doesn't matter if it's justifiable or not it has to be governed by your feelings and when you look at your feelings, are your feelings superficial feelings? Are they uh, deeper feelings? Do they have deeper meaning behind them? So there's there's an entire um, field of research dedicated to looking at what are super, superficial surface feelings and going past that to see the systems that create these things. Uh, I was having a discussion today actually with a client of mine and we were talking about um, the way that people commit crimes, it actually shows their internal environments as well. So he said, yeah, he suffered a, a break-in and uh, they didn't trash the place. And so straight away, um, if you look at the psychological profilings or patterns of people who trash places, there's largely an expression of angst. Tends to be younger people or people who haven't resolved teenage problems. And so, yeah, trashing the place is very much a personal mark. It's very much an uncontrolled thing as well. So you can see the psychology of this. Um, so looping this all back in, we, we get to see, okay, well, maybe these problems are stopping a person. So the way that you do something can show you with evidence um, what, what it is that you are perceiving, what it is that is a problem for you or not a problem for you okay so in what ways do you want to upgrade your software in what ways do you need to get out of your own way so to speak or resolve issues so that you can upgrade your operation software and uh, highly highly recommend that you uh, go back and listen to the human operating system episodes as well that's got some good stuff in there but I don't want to go on for too long on these double clicks so I'll leave it on this the idea is apply it to your life. Double click on this Frankenstein trauma. It's basically looking at cause and effect. And anytime that you say because, you can apply this. Anytime you come up with a singular answer, you can apply this. Okay, anytime you come up with a singular reason, you can apply this. Why is the world in a state of trouble in your opinion today? Well, it's because of this one thing. It's because of this. Well. No, it's not. It's not because of that. So number one is you can look at what's behind that. And number two is you can look behind your own answers for this. As in, like, why do you think it's it's coming up for you that you have a problem with this thing as well? Like, what does that represent to you? What's behind that superficial answer for you? But then also, okay, cool. Well, let's assume it is that problem. What's behind that problem? That problem is made up of multiple things interacting as a system in an ecosystem in an environment there is a cycle that's happening here what is that cycle what is it made up of and then like what is the real problem of that cycle what have we instituted so 
that's it. That's all for today. The double click on Frankenstein um, as a system, you know, the Frankenstein's monster model. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, once again, if this sparked uh, ideas for you, please, um, it would mean the world to me if you went out there, spoke to a person, shared it with a person, um, started a conversation around these topics. That is the entire purpose of these audios. Um, yeah, that's great. And, you know, I would love to, to hear what you've got to say about this. If you have any disagreements, let me know. I'd love the feedback. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are because it can only make me stronger as well. All right. I'm out of here. I'm chilling, watching ducks swim around in a pond. It's pretty awesome. I hope you're having an awesome day because Lord knows you deserve it. You're awesome. Ciao, ciao.